All right, Katie, we're going to skip the shtick because we have a lot to get to, don't we? That's right, Jesse. We have a lot to get to. We are on part two of a two-part series. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that now. No time for small talk. How's your day going? (laughs) Okay. So why don't we, before we jump into it, why don't you do a quick recap of our last episode? Let's see how well you were paying attention. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I blacked (laughs) out for most of it. I was already drunk when we started because we were recording at like 1 p.m. Okay, I'm going to try. Okay, so let's work backwards from the last episode. The main part of the episode involved Patrick Tomlinson. Patrick Tomlinson, uh, sci-fi writer, not particularly famous, very online, libtard. That's your word, not mine. The kind of guy who really likes... Look, I identify as a libtard. Libtards can call each other libtards. I identify you as a libtard, too. You're allowed allowed to use the L word? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so to get to where Tomlinson's problem started, the year is 2018. Bill Clinton is president, right? Yes. I think I have that right. The Macarena. Everyone's shaking their ass to the Macarena. Hey, Macarena. At war in Iraq the first time? Is that right? Mm, Vietnam, I believe. Mm. I could be wrong. Anyway, I'm not... History's not my thing. Online bullshit is. And Patrick Tomlinson, after... Tell me if I have this right. After um, Norm MacDonald defends Louis C.K. for the masturbating... Mm-hmm. And Roseanne Barr for I want to say also masturbating <laughs> for also while doing a racism on Ambien on Ambien both of whom to be clear we think should have been executed immediately after these allegations came out or given an Oscar Norm Macdonald given an Oscar and then executed on stage Norm Macdonald defended them in response Patrick Tomlinson tweeted about how Norm Macdonald he never found Norm Macdonald very funny. Correct. A lot of people disagree with that. Not usually a tweet that would get much attention. Somehow it came to the attention of fans of Opie and Anthony, uh, a shock jock duo who did start in the 90s, actually, but who I guess are still around. And they have very deranged fans. And this launched a crazy campaign against Patrick Tomlinson of harassment, doxing, swatting, all of which sounds horrible, Tomlinson probably made it worse because he cannot stop responding to anonymous internet trolls. He always calls them mentally ill children. No matter how low they stoop, he decides to respond to it. He cannot stop himself. He's addicted to responding to trolls. So far, I have this right, right? You do accept that Opie and Anthony Opie and Anthony, Opie and Anthony went off the air in 2014. They went off the air in they 2014. They were fired for, Fired. Yes, they were fired for, for masturbating. And racism. <laughs> for masturbating while doing a racism. <laughs> and then they started a show with Roseanne Barr on TikTok. There we go. Yeah. Other than that, you got it right. Okay. Now, what I still don't know is how this connects to what you're talking about in the first half of part one, which is a woman named Jackie Singh. Jackie Singh worked for the Joe Biden campaign in some sort of like tech-ish role. Cybersecurity advisor. Cybersecurity. That's her world. Cybersecurity. Um, the Washington Examiner, Joe Simonson of the Washington Examiner, did an expose revealing that she wasn't in a group called say it, Gay say it, say it. N-Words of America. <laughs> this is like this is a, a trolling group led by Andrew Arnheimer, a.k.a. Weave, who's like an actual neo-Nazi. Jackie Singh wasn't in that group, but she was in an IRC chat group that said a lot of offensive stuff. And she's alleged... And what's IRC stand for, Internet Jesse? Relay Chat. She said, she said to have said really offensive stuff and not to have been in gay N-words of America, but to be in an IRC group that's like sort of pretty close to Weave and his fellow racist trolls. She has denied saying racist things. We had our good little furry boy, Trace, 
talked to Weave, and Weave was like, no, she did. I don't have the chat laws because I'm not stupid. This story... Oh, and Jackie has also been involved in trying to expose this Telegram service where you can pay people, pay someone on Telegram to swat other people, yes, right? Yes, you, you got it. Anything else you want to add to this? I pay more, I pay more attention than I might think. Because <laughs> until you asked me, I didn't remember anything about yesterday, the part one. Okay, you pretty much got it. So at the end of our last show, part one, you asked me who is behind the swattings of Patrick Tomlinson. We're going to get back to that, I promise you. This is where Jackie Singh comes back to, to complete this circle, to square this circle, but before we get there, let's talk a little bit more about the harassment, the doxing, and the stalking of Patrick Tomlinson. This is easier to document. So Patrick gets shit on by Kiwi Farms and various Reddits and on Twitter, but he says that the primary source of the harassment is onaforums.net. I should say for people who don't know Kiwi Farms, Kiwi Farms is often called the worst place on the internet. There are worse places. ONAforums.net is one of them. Kiwi, Kiwi Farms is currently down. There have been lots of attempts to permanently take it offline. They haven't exactly worked. Go back and listen to our 36-part series on Keffels if you want the full story there. 52. 52. Okay, so ONAforums.net, the primary source of the harassment of Patrick Tomlinson. This is where the Opie and Anthony fans, the subreddit users, migrated after their subreddit was shut down. And this place makes Kiwi Farms look like a church potluck. It is absolutely unhinged. Uh, Katie, church potlucks can get pretty vicious, I've heard. Let's be honest. Okay. Like either of us have ever been to one. Uh, <laughs> there are a quarter of a million posts about Patrick on that forum, Jesse. A quarter of a million. Just about Patrick? Just about Patrick. How, do they... It's weird because on Kiwi Farms, they sort of view this as a hobby and they... You know, they're not proud of their obsession. They're not, they don't view it. Shouldn't you be ashamed of yourself if you're that obsessed with just harassing one random person? How do you, you how do people square that with their self-conception? We'll talk about that in a little bit. So at one point, Patrick unsuccessfully tried to sue the owner of the forums. We'll also come back to that later. But on this forum, they have his phone number. So they text him and then he responds, usually calling the texter a mentally ill child. And then they post a screenshot of that and then laugh about it some more. It's stuff like that. It's deeply psychotic, antisocial behavior. And one thing that they frequently do on the forum is blame the swatting on Patrick himself. They claim that he manufactures the swattings. Yeah, that's a pretty classic line on Kiwi Farms, too, where it's like, in part one, we talked about how Kiwi Farms, in theory, has this ethos, don't touch the poo, don't harass people directly, just make fun of them from a distance. In practice, if you have a large group of internet obsessives harassing someone, all it takes is 0.5% of them to take things too far. If there's 250,000 posts about this guy on this Opie and Anthony forum, I would be shocked if no one from that forum actually tried to swat him. It just doesn't make sense to me that he fabricated it. So, I mean, what do they offer any proof for that assertion? Okay, well, if you ask Patrick, they're just lying. But the evidence that the forum guys, and I'm sure they're all dick havers. So the evidence that they point to is a Telegram post from none other than Tor Swats himself. So as we talked about in the first episode, Tor Swats is the guy who runs this swatting service that Jackie Singh wrote about. That post said, quote, I'm dumping the name of one of my most serial customers who scammed me $250. Hail Patrick Tomlinson. So Patrick got a screenshot of that. And that's what they say is the proof that Patrick is swatting himself. I don't, I just don't understand. Okay, I have to imagine the swatting service is paid for in cryptocurrency. 
Um, I would assume so. I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't know. Even, like, does he take checks? Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't see how he even could be scammed because it's like a fee for service thing. I very much doubt he's like, okay, I'll um I'll call some I'll call on a SWAT and then you can pay me when you get a chance. So that reeks of further trolling to me that he's trying to get Patrick in trouble. Uh, where did he get the screenshot? So I asked Patrick about that. He said the scream grab was tweeted out by multiple sock puppet accounts by our stalkers in order to frame me and build on their fa- false narrative that we had been faking all their many crimes against our family. So he denies paying to SWAT himself. And he says that his stalkers have been using his name to pay for these SWATs the same way that they've used his name to call in bomb threats to police stations. Which they've done before. Yeah, they have done that. So I listened to the audio of one of the SWATs, and he is obviously very distressed about this, although he probably didn't make the situation any better by repeatedly insulting the police officers who showed up at his house. He does have a tendency to make things worse for himself just by engaging. Like at, at that point, he was obviously very frustrated that the Milwaukee PD continues to show up at his house, despite the fact that by now it has been well established that these that when there's a call to 911 saying that there's a bomb at Patrick's house, it is a SWAT. Like at one point, he put up a sign on his door that was like, days since last MPD SWAT. You know what I'm saying? Like where you change yeah. the number? Yeah. Okay. So all of this brings us back to Jackie Singh and the man she accused of being tour SWATs. How so? Okay. So in her article... This was called The Swedish Connection, Unraveling America's Swatting Terror. Jackie claims that she has figured out who Tor Swats is. She claims he's a man named, okay, his name, I did look up the pronouncer here. You pronounce it Petter. I'm just going to say Peter. I just can't say Petter too many times. No, no. After what you did to <laughs> Joel and Mergler, you can't do this. Petter, Petter, Jans. 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 Okay. John. Peter. Petter Jans. Peter Jans. So she, in her piece, she gives a bunch of biographical details about him. She posts a screenshot of it from his LinkedIn. He has a master's in computer science and interest in gaming. Oh, an interest in gaming. That's surprising, given yeah, like, the yeah. crowd we're talking about. Right. Then she tells her story of her elite hacking, a.k.a. searching Telegram for the name TorSwats. So basically, she found a username connected to the TorSwats account. That name was Dushitar. 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 Did you look up how to pronounce Dushitar? It's in a made-up language. It's a Lord of the Rings reference. It's an elfish. So Hold on. I'm looking this up. Dushitar. Whoa, Dushitar docks Gandalf? <laughs> okay, wait. Dushitar. Dushitar is found deep within the Morhai Cave in the Wailing Hills of the Great River region. Yeah. What the fuck? Dushitar is not. No, Dushitar is World of Warcraft. No, it's Lord of the Rings. No, it's not. Dude, it's Lord of the Rings. Believe me. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I apologize. You stand okay. corrected. But it's uh, video game shit. I, is it from the original Tokyo? Oh, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Okay. This is so nerdy. So she finds this this username that is somehow affiliated with TorSwats. Then she Googles it. And for she's looking for other accounts or Googles. She, I don't know how she does it. Maybe she bings. She looks up the name for other on other social media sites or other sites. So she found a user on Reddit, on Steam, on Discord, found these accounts that also use the same name. Those accounts are owned by this guy, Peter Johns, Peter Johns. And so Singh concluded from that that he must be TorSwats. And she publishes this article naming him as the guy running a swatting service. And no, she did not ask him for comment first. So her... Look, there, um, if someone has a really unusual or unique username, I think you can link that across multiple accounts and it's probably the same person. But if this is just a Lord of the Rings reference, 
that's that's not a good you, you have to be really careful with something like that. Usernames are not unique. These are not social security numbers. I looked it up too. There's an Instagram name with uh, there's an Instagram account with that name. It's the name of a of a metal band. This is not unique. Okay, so her her piece is full of these weird connections. Like she also connects him with this Swedish diplomat named Diana Jans. She writes, quote, however, aside from any potential inclination to exploit authorities for personal gain, what distinguishes Jans 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 is his family ties to the realm of diplomacy. Diana Johns is a notable Swedish diplomat with an extensive 30-plus year career serving the Swedish state and taking on assignments across the globe. The senior Jains has held positions such as Sweden's deputy director of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and as the Swedish ambassador to the countries of Georgia, Lebanon, and Mali. She is married to a notable security expert and military veteran. Whoa, Georgia, Lebanon, and Mali? Yeah. If you combine GLM... That's good luck, mate, which is the sort of thing you'd say to someone you're about to hack. Yeah, she is on to something. It all ties together. So again, she did not confirm this with Peter, but she posts side-by-side photos of the two of them saying that she made a, quote, visual confirmation that Peter Johns is likely to be related to Diana Johns in some capacity. These are Swedish <laughs> Wait, people. I'm sorry. These are both Swedish people? <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're both They're wrong. all cousins. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so what is, what is her argument about Diana John's uh, connection to all of this? She doesn't spell it out at all. Like, as far as I can tell, the implication seems to be, I don't know, he's related to someone who is in the government and who is married to a security expert. Like, she doesn't explain why this is at all relevant, even if it's true. Wait, so he's so she, on the basis of that one username, is she is she saying, I think this is the guy, or is the article written like, this is the guy? She does this thing where she sort of hedges... But it is very clear, and she has tweeted subsequently, it is very clear that she thinks that this is the guy. I'm not saying this is the guy, but this is the guy. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying this is the guy, but this is the guy. And also, this relatively high-profile person is involved, but I can't say exactly how. And because they look similar, I've decided they're probably related. Yeah, pretty much. You got it. Okay. Does she Does she look up or mention how common that last name is in that part of the world? She does not, Jesse. She does not. Okay. And she doesn't have any other evidence that uh, this John's guy is Tor Swats other than the username? Okay. So her other piece of evidence that Peter is indeed this Tor Swats fellow is in two audio clips that she posts, both of SWAT calls to 911. <laughs> Hello. This is uh, Peter Yad. Oh, I mean, Patrick Tomlinson. Yeah. So she writes, these recordings serve as, an, as important evidence, and it's worth paying attention to any potential traces of a Swedish accent. So this is what I mean by hedging. It's worth paying attention to any potential traces of a Swedish accent. Okay, so this is audio of a, a SWAT that she says was perpetrated by Tor Swats. This is not a SWAT of, of Patrick Tomlinson. This is a, a different one that she says that Tor Swats perpetrated. Let's listen to this audio. Hello, I did something really bad and I want to kill myself. My name is Camille. Okay, your last name? Uh, Yela. Okay, I mean, I I can't tell what kind of accent this is, and she in this article she doesn't seem to say. She just says it's worth paying attention to any potential traces of a Swedish accent. Does she actually then? make a determination about whether it's a Swedish accent? 
she doesn't. There are two oddities here. So she says this. Torse Watts, quote, claims not to record calls using their own voice and instead use text-to-speech technology. However, this could be another attempt to mislead. So she's saying on the one hand, Torse Watts says that he uses text-to-voice technology, so it wouldn't be his own voice. But also, that's a lie. That's misleading. This is his voice, and this is maybe a Swedish voice. So in this piece, she also mentions Peter's own YouTube channel. So if you want to hear his actual voice, all you have to do is go to his YouTube channel, which I did. Jesse, this is a a video that Peter posted about game design. Tell me, does this sound like the guy in the 911 call? Okay, guys, this is going to be an experiment for a YouTube video. So those of you that's watching live at the moment from Twitch, it's going to have to bear with me for a while. I'm going to go through some game mechanics as well as do some theory crafting to clear up some common misconceptions about cars and guns. First, we're going to go through... How much no, I, I don't know. I'm terrible at accents. Those sound to me like very different voices and very different accents, to be honest. I think they do, too. And so Singh publishes their article based on this very flimsy evidence. Like if there were if if the username were so unique that nobody else had it, Dushitar12569 dogfucker or something like that, maybe that that's would what I'm be, saying. Right. Dogfucker420. There's we, we both know that's you because we know who he is in real <laughs> life. There's only one dogfucker420. Right. But this username is not actually unique. So between that and this voice stuff, this strikes me as very flimsy evidence. Peter himself, he has no public profile to speak of. He just like he's tweeted occasionally about crypto and games. He's not an active user. He has 20 followers on Twitter. And again, Singh didn't reach out to him for comments. So he had absolutely no idea that this was coming until April 25th when she publishes an article and tweets a link to it. Here's her tweet. New is a guy who does horrible things. Hey, you forgot the alarm. You know, it's breaking oh. news when they do a little yes. police siren. New alarm emoji. Police siren. New. Yes. Is a dude who does horrible things to strangers over the internet for dollar sign, dollar sign, a family member of a high-ranking Swedish government official. And then she tags the diplomat, Diana, Diana. So, vagina, vagina. It's pronounced vagina yeah. in Swedish. So Peter responds to this. He says, what is this madness? I have no clue what you were talking about. You made a connection to me and some criminal because we share a common username on the internet. Is this even legal what you were doing? And this goes on. He keeps pointing out that she's basing this purely on on his username, which he says that he's had for 20 years, and he says he's never swatted anyone, and she keeps doubling down. At one point, she says, quote, do you care about the swatting in your name, though, or nah? And he says, again, Dushitar is not my name. It's a reference to Lord of the Rings, and I am one of many who use it. Would you get mad if someone with the username Jackie committed a crime? Would that mean you committed the crime? Insane. So Patrick was also tweeting about this. Peter replied to to Patrick at one point, but Patrick hit his replies and blocked him. I asked Patrick why he did this, and he said, quote, I only know of one tweet, Peter, he says that in square quotes, posted in reply to me. And yes, I did hide it and block the account because he said it had because it had nothing to do with my thread. He then sent me a screenshot of it. Peter said, this is directly to Patrick, I feel for you, but you and Jackie are going after the wrong person, and now you are doing to me what someone else has done to you. I am innocent, but you are spreading false information about me and my family, putting us in a rough spot. Misguided vengeance is not the way. And then Jackie weighs in, stop harassing the victims of your swatting attacks. Oh my God. Whatever problem you have, take it up with me. Living, leave them alone. <laughs> this is so crazy. So Trace sent Jackie a bunch of questions. She was more than willing to answer them at first. She told him that people from the ONA forum sent a death threat to her employer after she posted her article. She sent us a screenshot of that. It was sent from the name Nikki Robinson. That is, Nikki is Patrick's wife. They do this sort of thing a lot. 
It read, subject, killing your staff, message, greetings of the day. I will be murdering Jackie Singh this week. That cunt has gone too far. She smells like shit and she is a cunt. Yours in Christ, Nikki Robinson. Ugh. Yeah, they're charming. So from what she told Trace, her perspective on this seems to be that she's being targeted for speaking out about racist, sexist harassment. She said, it's been happening since I was young. It's 100% standard treatment in the information security community. It's exhausting and fucked up. Now, in this case, I think it's more because she defended Patrick and these, the people on these forums. Yeah, they said yeah. the framing's so weird. Patrick is a middle-aged white I know, guy. I know, I know. And they're obsessed with, way more obsessed with, I, I just don't understand how that's like. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. Uh, the people on these forums will go after anyone connected to him, but I am sure that she is getting tons of harassment since her piece went up. And in fact, just this week, someone filed a copyright notice on on her Twitter avatar, the photo, the like AI image that she made of, on her Twitter avatar to basically steal it from her. They did this to Patrick earlier this week, too. OK, so Trace was messaging with Jackie. She's telling him what's going on. And Trace, in his very well-meaning but naive desire to be forthright with people, was basically like, look, we're going to talk about your past and this weave stuff and the chat logs. And I'm going to be frank with you and tell you that I believe what you're saying about getting harassed. But I don't believe you when, when you say that these chat logs were faked, et cetera. And Jackie then got very hostile, cut off communication with him, and posted this. This person from Jesse Singles Crew is communicating with Nazis and trying to allege that I'm an edgelord hacker, question mark, question mark, question mark. This is not the first journalist who is approaching with a story trying to find the hidden links. There are none. You are being lied to by awful people. She also included just half of Trace's message, which is always always great when you just <laughs> when you show the, the, the most convenient part of the screenshot for your argument. So we did not solve the mystery of whether or not Jackie Singh is a former edgelord or being framed as a former edgelord. But when it comes to Peter, she's absolutely sticking with the story. She even tweeted at the Swedish police to try to draw attention to her blog post. Jesus. And she, yeah, and she could cause Peter serious legal troubles. And she's doing this solely based on this username. So she's she's harassing him. That's what this is. Trace told me that he was struck by the parallels here to Gamergate-style Anons versus Journos war. Like, on one side, you have the Anons, this faceless rabble of abusive randos, and, and the other side is this seemingly respectable professional who is half upset by genuine abuse and half upset that her image is being punctured by some unfavorable but probably true information. I think he's onto something there. Yeah, that's a common thing where, like, I don't know, there's a personality type where if you point out that they've said unhinged things are acting in an unhinged manner they really don't like that and they will often try to double down on claims that they're being you know the victim of some sort of abuse or harassment uh the idea that trace did anything to harass uh jackie is completely wrong and he's also being honest about what we plan on saying on the podcast which is what you should do if you're a decent journalist right so i asked patrick if he thinks that peter did it he said, quote, Tor Swat's behavior since her blog post went live is highly suggestive that she was correct. So when I asked what he meant by that, he said, quote, he has repeatedly threatened Jackie if she doesn't take down her blog post and retract her identification of Peter Johns. Considering he's a criminal who sees nothing wrong with swatting people's elderly parents and making bomb threats against schools and theaters, it would seem out of character for him to go to bat for some random innocent man. So there's actually audio of Tor Swat's threatening Jackie. She posted this on her blog. Jesse, uh, let's give this a listen. Hey, Jackson, do you think you are so correct that there is a 0% possibility of you being wrong? I mean, seriously. 
What if I do something to every Jackie scene in the United States to prove that someone with the same name doesn't equal someone with the uh, same person behind it, same identity? And you know what? You should probably have better evidence before you go out accusing random people of being me, you know. I'm not Dushatar. I mean, I don't think you give a fuck about an innocent white man being fucked over considering your ethnicity. And that really sucks. And you know what? You can arrest Dushatar. You can, you can try to do whatever you want with the Swedish guy. And, um... As for me, I do have an AR-15 at home and a Glock 17 that the boot I got illegally, so you gotta contend with that. Okay, God, these people are such fucking psychos. Yeah, okay, so this is the guy that she says is Peter, the Swedish guy. Now, let's listen again to that clip of Peter. Okay, guys, this is gonna be an experiment for a YouTube video. So those of you that's watching live at the moment from Twitch, it's gonna have to bear with me for a while. I'm going to go through some game mechanics as well as do some theory crafting. Okay, does that sound like the same person to you? I mean, no, definitely not. But there's so many levels of trolling and bullshit here. Like, I guess I should ask, how do we know that this thread actually came from Torswat? This was posted by Torswats on Telegram. Okay, okay. So that the origin is confirmed. To me, that that version of it sounded a lot like someone faking an accent. I, to me, I don't know if it's faking. To me, that sounded like a, a Eastern European accent. <laughs> There's like some of the ha. Yeah, I, I wish I was better at accents. Maybe someone who's who's listening can tell us. Those do not sound like the same voices at all, but you would not expect someone... I'm surprised that someone running a, a swatting for hire service would even use their own name. That sounded like a real name, not synthesized, but it's just a weird accent. I I'm, I think it was a faked accent, but I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't, either way, it doesn't sound like Peter, and there's no connection to Peter. I mean, it totally could have been a faked accent, but if Jackie is using audio clips to try to confirm the 911 call to try to confirm that this is Peter. Yeah, it's not. It just doesn't sound like Peter. And did you reach out to Peter about this? I did. He says he's never heard of Patrick. He's never swatted anyone. And he only found out about this because, quote, the moment she wrote about it, people started spamming my social medias that she included in the article. At first, I thought it was bots sending some virus scam because there were so many out of nowhere. But then I Googled hacking but legal and found the tweet and article. So he's very pissed about this and also just dismayed that she can publicly accuse him of a very heinous crime without even getting comment from him and just get away with it. He told me, quote, it's really peak irony that the person on a crusade against Internet harassment and swatting is doing exactly that against an innocent person and her misguided quest for vengeance. So he told me that he talked to a lawyer in Sweden, but that wasn't much help since she's in the U.S. He did ask me to mention that he wants some legal advice. So if anybody wants to give him some legal advice, any defamation lawyers may be listening to this, feel free to reach out to him. And he might have a defamation case, maybe, because she didn't ask him for comments. But the bar to prove this is very high, and it would certainly be costly. And we, But we don't know, because we don't know would Swedish law prevail here or American. They're likely very different. Well, Not I don't think he could – no, I don't think he could sue her in Sweden for something that she did in America. Okay. Yeah, I just don't know the details. Under American law, you'd basically have to prove um, either – well, actually, you know what? He's not a public figure, so the exactly. bar is lower. Um, yeah. 
You have to if it's a public figure, you have to prove malice. You can basically lie about public figures as long as you have plausible deniability. You're like, well, I really thought it was true, uh, and even being a moron wouldn't would it yeah. be, would be a defense against it, but not in the case of a private figure. Right. So he might have a case, but it would certainly be costly and time consuming to sue her, especially in a foreign country. And he's also he's just in this very weird position where because even though her allegations are incredibly flimsy. Still, like, how do you prove that you didn't do this? Like, I don't think that Peter is Torswatz. The evidence is very thin. Usernames aren't unique. I don't think that's his voice. But I'm not 100% sure it's not him. And unless someone uncovers the real Torswatz, this allegation is just going to hang over his head whether or not he did it. And what about that, um, the way she looped in the diplomat? Is he actually related to that diplomat? Okay, so that is one thing that actually, that Jackie actually did get right. Hey, good job, Jackie. (laughs) Despite doing zero fact checking, he's distantly related to the diplomat, but he says he has no relationship with her. I guess her visual confirmation skills in this case were correct. Uh, And Jesse, something else happened when I was working on this story. So not long after Jackie so kindly tweeted Trace's message, I got a call from a from a, a number I didn't recognize. It was a guy who called himself Thomas Apostle. That is not his real name. Thomas Apostle was actually the username of the guy who was the moderator of the Opie and Anthony subreddit who tried to shut down the Patrick threads, and then they decided to torture him. Uh, so this guy, Thomas Apostle, he's basically impersonating the, the other guy. He goes by Space Edge on the ONA forums. I don't know how he got my number, but I do know that he found out we were working on this story thanks to Jackie Singh's posting Trace's message on Twitter. So thank you for that, Jackie. So this guy was extremely hostile towards me. And I will admit, I was not exactly polite to him either. Uh, I was on speakerphone. And after I hung up, my wife said, I did not like that man's tone. And he demanded to know details of the story I was working on. I did not give them to him. He basically said I didn't know what I was talking about. He later posted the audio of our conversation on the ONA forums. And the comments are, well, my favorite is something about hoping I get beaten to death by a, quote, tranny. Actually, I think they called me a dyke. Hope the dyke gets beaten by a tranny. I didn't save it. But when I was on the phone with this guy, I asked him why he hates Patrick so much. And he said it's because Patrick threatened to to kill his own unborn child. What? That is lore in this world. So I asked Patrick about this. He said it's not true. This guy, so his name on the on the forums, he goes by Space Edge. Space Edge then, then texted me a police report from 2011 that shows that Patrick was arrested after making a threat. Basically, he was going through a divorce. His wife was seeing someone else. He says she cheated on him. Someone said that Patrick threatened to kill his ex, her boyfriend, and the baby that his wife was pregnant at the time, which was, in fact, Patrick's baby. At the time, Patrick admitted to threatening his ex-boyfriend, but not like to his face, not but like saying he wanted to kill him. Uh, but he denied threatening his ex or her baby then and now. He was never charged with a criminal offense, and he pled no contest to a civil penalty. So they got the legal documents here. That's how they found out about this. And in fact, he did not kill his daughter or anyone else. Uh, He did give up his parental rights. So when I asked him about this, Patrick said, this was 12 years ago while going through a divorce I never wanted or asked for. The unborn child was my only daughter who my ex-wife was pregnant with at the time. No, I didn't threaten either of them, not even anger. And to have that moment dragged back out more than a decade later, forcing me to relive the worst period of my life by the people who are literally trying to kill my family now is intolerable. And like, even if Patrick is lying about this and he did threaten to kill his wife and his baby 12 years ago in a moment of anger, why do these guys care? This is bull. It's such bull. I mean, it's rank bullshit on the part of the people in this forum because they're they're saying they hope you get beaten to death. But they're so outraged by a random person. They're already mad about a rumor 
about a threat he issued more than a decade ago, that that justifies their behavior. It makes no exactly. sense. Exactly. They are trying to justify their har- harassment. This is vigilante shit. Oh, also, uh, Space Edge and the guys on the forum seem very concerned I was going to pin the swattings on them. I find this sort of odd. Like, you're cool with impersonating Patrick and harassing him and making his life miserable, but swatting is a step too far. They're very insistent that they are not behind the swattings. Okay. Regardless, neither Trace nor I were able to find anyone on the forum saying, I did this, where's my cookie? Of course, there's a quarter of a million posts devoted to Patrick, and no, we didn't look at all of them. Still, I have seen no direct evidence that ties the forums to the swats of Patrick. So even if intuitively it seems like this is something a bunch of obsessed weirdos who are already harassing him would do, I'm not going to personally make that claim without some hard evidence. Patrick thinks it's them. That being said, like, you have to play the probability game in something like this, like where there's so many internet trolls. Like, remember with Keffels, she blamed Kiwi Farms for this harassment that involved, like, knowing her location. But at that time, someone had posted her location to a website notorious for doxing people. So that just, like, you'd say, probability-wise, you'd say you should at least consider that probability. So I'm not pinning it on this form either. I'm saying... It, you would expect behavior like this to emanate from the forum, from the part of the internet most obsessed with him, which appears to be this this forum. It's 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 a reasonable suspicion, right? Kiwi Farms also has a thousand page thread on him. He does get shit everywhere, all over the internet. So we 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 just like we've never seen the post of anybody anywhere saying I did it. And while I was on the phone with this spacey dork, he again claimed that really it was Patrick swatting himself 40 times. I asked the space dork why he would do that. He said Patrick is trying to gain sympathy because he owes the owner of the forums $50,000, and this is somehow a way of getting out of paying it. What? There's another layer? Yes. Why would he owe the O&A forums? Why? 50000 Why? Okay, Jesse. <laughs> So I mentioned earlier that Patrick unsuccessfully sued the forum's owner. He was forced to withdraw his suit when a California judge decided to quash his subpoena for the identities of like 60 of the ONA forum users. So without their identities, the lawsuit couldn't proceed. There was also some Section 230 stuff in there. So basically, the forum's owner can't be held liable for the actions of the posters. He was ordered to pay the owner's legal fees, which is about at the time was about $23,000. The fines and fees, obviously he doesn't want to pay, obviously. The fines and fees have increased since then. He told me he couldn't discuss the financial stuff, but when the Daily Beast covered this story in 2022, at the time, they reported that the amount was closer to $40,000, so it could be close to fifty now. Can you imagine that, having to pay the owner of the forum that torments you? No, that sucks. I, I wonder if maybe along the way he got bad legal advice because it's probably hard to convince a court first of all section 230 is a major impediment to like holding websites accountable it's what we need because otherwise like the new york times could get in massive trouble for some random shit one of their commenters suppose. also i'm just guessing the average judge is not going to look kindly on the idea of like we're going to unmask the identity of these participants in a forum because they posted mean but constitutionally protected stuff i hope he didn't get bad legal advice but i'm curious i wonder whether he did yeah, the judge apparently, Patrick said that the judge basically didn't understand this at all. Like at one point, the Patrick, the judge had to ask somebody what trolling was. Um, so that's... Well, but, 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 but hold on. But, I mean, that might be true. But would you want a judge to say, Patrick doesn't have hard proof these forum users swatted him or did anything illegal other than say heinous but constitutionally protected shit about, about him? Why would a judge say, okay, let's unmask right. the real life identities of these 64... Like, Anonymous forum posters are the lowest scum of the earth. 
I would not want a world where a judge can just decide because their posts were sufficiently mean right. or maybe circumstantially connected to this other thing. Now let's ruin their lives too by unmasking them. Right. I mean, it's it's definitely a free speech issue. Anyway, Patrick has never done any kind of fundraiser or anything like that. So the idea that swatting himself 40 times would somehow get him out of paying court costs, like, I don't I don't buy that. That's a very would be a very circuitous strategy. Right. Does he have any other options or is he just sort of screwed and, and he has to pay these guys as the harassment continues? I mean, at this point, kind of no. He would like the site shut down, but it's the security is provided by Cloudflare. Cloudflare is extremely liberta- libertarian about moderation. They famously blocked Kiwi Farms after a big campaign to get them taken offline, started by Keffels. Again, check out our 60-part series on, in the archives there. 84-part series. But even though Patrick's case is, I think, much worse than Keffels and has been going on for much longer, it just hasn't gotten as much attention, so there's no public pressure campaign there. I mean, long term, he wants to unmask these people. He wants to see them in prison. But he says he doesn't want to do this by using any sort of illegal means, so basically no hacking the hackers to find out who they are because anything that he finds has to be admissible in court. And I got to be honest, like, I hope he finds out who's behind the swatting and the doxing. Like, there is a real difference. Yeah, there's a real difference between shitposting on forums, which I think should be protected speech, is protected speech, even if it's cruel, and calling in bomb threats and swatting people. That is criminal. Yeah, and like a, a ball game and a the Patty LaBelle cont. Like these people are fucking terrorists and they should be treated like terrorists and spend time in jail. Yeah. But his doggedness about this is also why I think it persists. Like most people would have just given up by now, but Patrick won't. He continues to fight. And so it's not just the harassment that has taken over his life, it's also his own fixation on it, which to be fair is completely understandable. But it's not going to make it go away. In retrospect, it's hard to feel anything but sympathy for him. I do wonder if things would have ballooned to this level of horror if he'd handled it differently in the early days and not obsessively had to respond to everybody who insulted him online, seemingly. Totally. And there is there is another way to handle this kind of thing. Like, okay, so here's an example. There's a comedian named Joe Matteris. Have you ever heard of him? No. All right. So he was targeted in a similar way by a sim- by the same group. Maybe not the same individuals, but people connected to the Obi and Anthony subreddit. He probably didn't get it as bad as Patrick as far as the truly dangerous stuff goes, but they got his gigs canceled. They spoke to booking agents and other comedians to ruin his reputation. They faked racist and offensive messages from him to make him look bad. That kind of shit. There's a documentary about him we'll link to in the show notes. So Joe spent three years fighting with these people. Like Patrick, he couldn't stop. But eventually he realized that he wasn't going to win. It was fucking up his family and his home life, and he basically gave up. He became kind of self-deprecating about it. He mostly stopped engaging. He was contrite about his own role in keeping it going. And he actually won these guys over to some degree, and it stopped. Now, I don't think winning these guys over, like, who cares if they like you? Fuck these people. But I can't see Patrick doing that. He wants them in jail. And that might be a more satisfying ending, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And in the meantime, the harassment just keeps getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think it's about winning them over. I will say when you said that, it reminded me of there was one time on Kiwi Farms, there was this like, I won't say his name because I'm not 100% sure I remember who it was. But basically, there was this guy who was insanely on Twitter and it really affected his mental health. And he basically announced he was taking a Twitter break. And Kiwi Farms like, totally laid off him and got like weirdly like if not sympathetic be like yeah it's good he probably shouldn't be on twitter and then like the was thread just dies down it was me <laughs> and then the thread just like dies down because he's not producing milk and they move on to other lol cows so i do think like 
if you're in the midst of this sort of harassment from like a semi-organized group, you should at least try to just take a month or two off and just see what happens. It's worth trying to see if that comps things down. Yeah, and I can see why this is driven, Patrick. Absolutely crazy. And I, I got a little taste of it my, myself this week, Jesse. What happened? Okay, so this is going to be the one and only time I talk about this. So in, enjoy it while you can, boys. I did not just get this one call from Thomas Space Edge. I got a bunch of calls from different people. And I don't get calls that often. So at first I was excited, like someone wants to talk to me. I love talking on the phone. Yeah, you're a pretty lonely person. Yeah. I can see you really lighting up. But then my wife started getting calls too and text messages. They, and I, I'm using they, them pronouns because I'm sure the Opie and Anthony fans are all non-binary. They got my address. They got my family's info, my wife's family's info. And at one point, someone sent a group text to me, my wife, and Patrick. Some dumb shit. I don't need to repeat it here, but to, to suffice it to say, my wife is not ugly and Trace is not a pedophile and there's nothing wrong with consenting adults humping in fox suits. We will not be firing the free. So Patrick is on this group text and he immediately responds to the guy. You are going to prison, stalker. You are mentally ill, stalker. Ugh, why? So what do you think the what? guy did? The, right. the guy obviously just, he wrote yeah, back. It just fucking would rope him in further. Why, why is Patrick doing that? Why can't he just stop? So while they were doing that, I set up my phone to block calls and messages from unknown numbers, and then I instructed my whole family how to do the same thing. And the messages and the calls immediately stopped, so they can keep calling and texting, and we will literally never see it. It is gone. By the way, I don't think these losers actually realize that nothing could be better for my reputation than getting harassed by a bunch of middle-aged incels who post racial slurs and harass women on the internet. Like, I could get a job from Vox out of this, Jesse. Taylor Lorenz might invite me to brunch. They're going to let me on journalists after this. The um, I will say that, like, I think for this story, we have to reveal that this happened. But I, I'm wary of that because I think this is exactly what these fuckers want. And I think in most situations, if they get your number, if they harass you, if you harass, they harass your family, you should just not draw attention to it. I think that's the best tactic. In this case, it's sort of weird and, and interesting question because we're doing a podcast about it. But I, I'm a little bit nervous about giving them this attention. Oh, I think you're completely right about this, which is why I will never, ever speak of this again. Fair enough. Did you Have you made any headway with Patrick trying to understand his compulsive need to always respond to these fuckers? So I asked him why he keeps engaging. I said, I absolutely understand the impulse to defend yourself and I share it, but it seems to just egg them on. And he said, it doesn't. These people are not trolls. They don't go away when ignored. They are clinically obsessed criminal cyber stalkers. And when they don't get the attention they want, they double and triple down on their harassment, expanding the circle of people they terrorize until we're forced to deal with them again. And at first, I didn't really buy this. And I still do suspect that if he had ignored them from the beginning, they would have just moved on to someone else. But now it's just way too late for this. This is a fucking war. It's basically this one guy against a bunch of Anons. He can't touch them, but they can absolutely ruin his day. And they do. I asked if he can ever just relax and have a nice day. And he said, no, we have not been able to relax or let our, or let our guard down even one day in the last five years. There's barely an hour that goes by when they're not making themselves known. We have been at red alert since September 2018. I, I understand. Look, maybe things have gotten to that point, but he he just doesn't. It doesn't gain him anything by responding to them constantly. At the very least, he knows that. That strategy hasn't worked. So why wouldn't he try something else? I mean, but maybe these questions are beside the point because like there might not be much he can do. And and the question is to like, why 
do people do shit like this? It's baffling. Yeah, I, I think that that is the question. And for reasons you can probably intuit, my conversations with these guys have been have been brief. But I did read a lot of their uh, material and Trace corresponded with a few of them. And as far as we can tell, they seem to see Patrick as an instigator in the culture war. So he's willing to dish it out but not take it. So they seem to think this is some sort of karmic justice, like they're doing the work here. And I think that's not that different from how Patrick probably feels when he tweets about punching Nazis and how Jackie felt when she named Peter. I don't think these guys go to bed thinking I'm one of the bad ones. I mean, to be clear, they are the bad ones, but I just I doubt they see that. Plus, it's a hobby and not everyone has the knees for pickleball. (laughs) Okay, Jesse, before we close this book, I want to say one more thing. There are so many conflicting claims here, and so many of the people involved are basically untrustworthy that I cannot claim to 100% know what happened here. What I think happened is that Patrick has gotten harassed for years by this specific group of people who hang out on a specific forum, and Jackie Singh, the reformed edgelord who denies being a reformed edgelord, tried to help him and ended up accusing someone who isn't involved. That's what I think happened. As for the swatting, I'm not going to speculate on who specifically is doing that without some sort of evidence, and I don't have a name. But it's also possible that every one of these people are lying. Jackie, Weave, Peter, Patrick, the fuckers on the forum, all of them. And that's the really maddening thing here. And until a specific person or persons is somehow confirmed as the swatter or swatters, whether it's someone on the forums or some other random psycho or Peter or Patrick himself, which for the record, I do not think it is. It's just going to keep happening because Patrick isn't giving up. And as long as he keeps fighting, these people are going to keep fighting too. What a uh, horrible, miserable saga. Thank you, I I guess. <laughs> Should we take next week off? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I didn't do anything, so I'm feeling great. Yeah, <laughs> time off sounds good to me. All right, no episode next week, folks. Anything else on this, Katie? Could there be anything else? <laughs> no, Jesse, I'm going on vacation. I'm buying a gun, then I'm going on vacation. <laughs> Katie, thank you for that. Trace, especially thank you for that. Uh, you did Yeoman's work. Trace, double treats for double you this treats. week. Uh, this has been Blotter Imported. As always, we're produced with help from Tracing Woodgrains and the Mysterious Lex. I'm Jesse Single, and remember, what the fuck did I just listen to? And I'm Katie Herzog, and also remember, uh, Jesse, I worked out a deal with Spaceheads for Amnesty in exchange for naming rights to your firstborn, so I hope you're cool with the name Opie Anthony. 